This is BayCare Health Chat, another podcast from BayCare Health System. Welcome to BayCare Health Chat. I'm Amanda Wild. Inflammation is linked to various diseases and disorders, and many of us have chronic inflammation from the foods we eat. So today, we're discussing foods that fight inflammation with Angie DeFrida, a registered dietitian nutritionist at BayCare. Angie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much. It's really great to be here. I'm really excited. I think this is a great topic. It's no surprise that the anti-inflammatory diet is really popular and a hot topic right now, especially with regard to so many people focusing on health and wellness and nutrition, of course. And it seems like more and more we hear about chronic inflammation. Now, inflammation itself is a normal body response, but chronic inflammation is at the root of a lot of medical issues. Can you sort of talk about what is normal inflammation and what it is meant to do and what is chronic inflammation? Right. So when we talk about inflammation, right, it's a natural physiological response to an injury that our body is using in order to heal. So for instance, you cut your finger, it becomes red and swollen. So at its basic form, this is acute inflammation. But what does this mean if we have chronic inflammation inside of our body? So sometimes the signs of inflammation may not be so obvious, right? So there's a strong association between chronic inflammation and things like insulin resistance, as well as increased risk for things like heart disease, arthritis, cancer, among others. So therefore, this is eliciting this concept of an anti-inflammatory diet to help ease these symptoms of the diseases or just disease prevention in general. You said inflammation is a body healing response, but then chronic inflammation is linked to a lot of diseases. What diseases are linked to chronic inflammation? So it can play a role in the disease process of a lot of our GI disorders. So inflammatory bowel disease, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, Alzheimer's, cancer, and even type 2 diabetes and obesity. So obviously it's touching a wide variety of conditions. So of course, this is where I come in as the dietitian and emphasizing those foods that we should be consuming and how they can play a role in really decreasing the inflammation, and like I said, overall health in general. So what types of foods cause inflammation? And then we'll talk about what are some anti-inflammatory foods as well. So we know that eating too much of certain types of foods may increase inflammation. So fried foods, cured meats, things like hot dogs, highly refined oils, things with trans fat, a lot of our refined carbohydrates and processed sugar, all of this excess salt from pre-cooked foods, sugary beverages. So all of these things that we already know are quote unquote unhealthy. Oftentimes these are found in processed foods, so things in a box or a bag, things that have really long list of ingredients, especially if those first few ingredients are a sugar, a salt, processed oil, or even that laundry list of ingredients that you don't recognize, you can't pronounce. And then on the other hand, we know that there are some general associations for most people. So things like refined starches, processed meats, oftentimes people are intolerant to glutens and dairy. They can affect those with bowel disorders. So once again, this can be individualized. It's really important to find your personal triggers or intolerances. On the other side, are there any types of foods that bring down inflammation that are anti-inflammatory? So you'll notice, as I list these foods off, they're shown to have some anti-inflammatory properties. So they're likely to be the foods that we should already be incorporating into our diets anyway to ensure optimal health and wellness. 
So this is a big focus on whole foods, especially those that are plant-based. So a big emphasis on fruits and veggies, of course, whole grains, things like brown rice, a lot of our ancient grains, quinoa, our lean and clean forms of protein like chicken and turkey, eggs, especially our fish, our fatty fish for those omegas, beans, nuts, seeds, and then plant-based oils. So a lot of these anti-inflammatory foods are also supporting our gut health. So we know this is important for overall health linked with our immune system. So optimizing these fiber-rich foods is another positive, and this can also help with this chronic inflammation and disease risk. And then is there an anti-inflammatory diet? I mean, we've already used that phrase earlier. And is there a diet that is considered the anti-inflammatory diet? So I don't love to use the word diet, but I think that this is more of an approach. So it's better thought to be more of a lifestyle because there's no well-defined anti-inflammatory diet, but we do know that there are certain foods that have these anti-inflammatory properties. So therefore, we should be incorporating these foods more into our diet. And then a lot of foods that we know we should be limiting and consuming a lot less of. We know the saying, you are what you eat. So this is certainly true with regard to inflammation. And having an overall healthy eating plan, I think, provides us with those adequate nutrients that keep our bodies and our immune system functioning. Well, what about all the temptations? Sugar, salt, the birthday party at work, the anniversary dinner, the traditional picnic, the ball game, all this kind of food all around us all the time. How would you suggest we deal with that? So we need to make sure that we are still enjoying the things that we are eating. It's meant to be a happy time, an experience. So as long as we're consuming these so-called bad foods in moderation once in a while as a treat, I think that's okay as long as the bulk of our diet is coming from these really important whole plant-based foods that are just good for our overall health. When you see your patients switch to whole plant-based foods, what do you see that lets you know that's working for your patients? I mean, it can be a host of different things in terms of just how they're overall feeling, energy levels, how well that they're sleeping, just a whole host of different attributes that come from kind of adopting this healthy lifestyle. Has there been research about how these diets affect us in the long term? So good question. The research is still focused on figuring out how the food that we're consuming actually affects our body's inflammatory processes. Okay, but we do know a few certain little things, things that like processed sugars may help to release some of these inflammatory messengers, which can potentially raise the risk of inflammation. While on the other hand, plant-based foods like fruits and veggies, beans, whole grains, like I said, contain these antioxidant properties, and they can help to fight off this oxidative stress that can trigger inflammation. So we've heard that things like dark chocolate, red wine, green tea, turmeric, ginger, that they're thought to ease inflammation. So we know they have these anti-inflammatory properties, but based on research, it's difficult to determine in what amounts, how often, et cetera, that these foods are required to actually produce these results regarding inflammation. So once again, there's still conflicting findings regarding these anti-inflammatory diets, but there's definitely some positive research with regard to the Mediterranean diet and the DASH diet as a form of an anti-inflammatory diet. And I assume the basis of those diets is what we were just talking about, fruits, veggies, whole foods, plant-based foods? Correct. 
So the Mediterranean diet is basically a healthy eating pattern, and this is focused on cardiovascular disease risk factors. And once again, like you said, high in the whole grains, fruits, veggies, beans, olive oil, with a low meat intake. And according to places like the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, this type of eating pattern actually compared to usual intake can decrease blood pressure in the general population, reduce weight, our LDL cholesterol, and there's evidence to suggest that it may be more effective than other therapeutic diets. So this is a recommendation from the dietary guidelines to recommend the Mediterranean-style dietary pattern as one of the patterns to promote health and reduce the risk of these chronic diseases. On the other hand, DASH diet is very, very similar. Fruits, veggies, beans, fish, poultry, and then low-fat or fat-free dairy products. And it has an emphasis on decreasing foods and beverages with those added sugars, red meats, and then our sodium, of course. So very, very similar in terms of dietary recommendations. Thank you for what is a very timely discussion. It's really empowering to take charge of our food, and you have given some great ideas for anti-inflammatory choices. Any final thoughts about what we've been discussing? Definitely. So, of course, our nutrition and what we're putting in our body is important. But overall, this is something that we should adopt in order just to live longer, healthier, and happier lives in general. But remember, it's not just our diet. We have to focus on incorporating all of the different pillars of health. So in combination, they can promote these anti-inflammatory properties. So achieving and maintaining a healthy weight, daily exercise, limiting our alcohol intake, avoiding or quitting smoking, managing our stress, easier said than done. But really putting this emphasis on a whole food, plant-based, Mediterranean style of diet. And it's just important to focus on what we put into our bodies and nourish our bodies to promote this optimal health and wellness. It really is about patterns, isn't it? Absolutely. Angie, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that wraps up this episode of BayCare Health Chat. Head on over to our website at baycare.org for more information or to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, please share on your social media and be sure to check out all the other interesting podcasts in our library. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all other BayCare podcasts. For more health tips and updates, follow us on your social channels. Thanks for listening and stay well.